Off the Ball, with thanks to Ford, introducing the newest member of our team, the mighty new Ford C-Max. Ford, driving expectations even further. All right, you're welcome back. 53106 is the text number. We're on Twitter at Off the Ball, and we're turning to reflect on the weekend's rugby, starting with Ireland 44, Romania 10. Brian O'Driscoll is on the line. So, Brian, very much taking the opposition into account here. How good was the performance? I think it was a solid performance without being spectacular. Um, I think you know, it's funny, sometimes when you're doing TV, um, you don't get a full appreciation for the game. You're looking out for aspects to talk about. So I had a second look at, uh, you know, at it today and there were some very good things uh, and, and some disappointing things too. I, I think from if we're looking at going as far as we can in the competition, getting to semifinals or finals, I think we probably have to take a few more risks for a team that's very capable of bringing the opposition through multiple phases. But what that does is, you know, it, it fatigues you. You know, you look at the really top quality sides in the world where they don't appear to have to put in quite as much effort as we do for their scores or to pick up penalties. And that comes down to an offloading game and um, a small bit of risk taking. I don't think we take enough risks personally. And as a result, you know, the first passage of play, I think it was over three minutes and we got nothing out of it. Mm. Now, it's early on in the game, but, you know, you, you expect when you take a team through, you know, 15, 16 phases to get something out the other end and, and they didn't. So that would be a, a, the only small concern for me. Um, but, you know, great outing for everyone. I think everyone by Robbie Henshaw has managed to get a, a run now, which is really important for, for squad morale. Have we ever taken risks under Schmidt? Um... Have we? Probably not. I think you know people identified Joe and and the brand. You know, it obviously initiated at Leinster, and then you know I think the the chapter in the Six Nations about how the team was playing probably annoyed Joe a little bit because he wants to be you know he wants to play rugby, he wants to entertain people, and that probably wasn't quite reflected up until the the Scotland game when we went out and obviously played the, the game our game of the tournament mm. um I think we've seen an awful lot more in in the last two games uh, as to what Ireland can do spreading it an awful lot wider mixing the game up at times when teams are fanning out taking it through the guts and when they're sucking them in you know a lot of loop plays and runarounds and and using numbers so I think it's very intelligent what we're doing mm. um but just at times, you know, Jared Payne was one of the few guys looking for offloads. Uh, Chris Henry, you know, got a couple uh, Keith Earls, but you really need guys with the mindset they're, they, that they want to offload and that it's an option rather than you know taking in another phase. Because what what one of the points we made at, at, on, on the TV was that you know, when you're committing um, three and four numbers to rooks, immediately it becomes a numbers game when you've only ten or eleven against maybe 13 defending. Mm. So if we're going to go bring teams through a lot more phases, we've got to get an awful lot more clinical with our rookie. That's very interesting you say that about Jared Payne always looking for offloads because I heard John with the guys on Friday and you were talking about how brilliantly um, he is defensively in such a crucial position. But I was kind of watching at the weekend thinking, what has he actually given us going forward? And I'm obviously not watching with his um, authoritative an eye as you, but he is looking to, to do yeah. the right things. It's not always. It, it, you know what? It's. I don't mind a guy that doesn't know, doesn't always offload. Like I'm not looking for Sunnyville, yeah. um, where you know the exception to the rule is he actually takes the ball 
to ground and they, and they recycle. Like he's he's a bit of a freak from that point of view. And he, you know, he wouldn't in many ways be Joe Schmidt's type of player either because, you know, uh, not all of his his his, his offloads and fifty fifties go to hand, and that would definitely be a, a source of frustration to Joe. Mm. But I, what I like with Jared is that he looks for it, and if it's there, great. But he doesn't force it, and he'll take the ball into contact if he has to. I really have to say, any of the any of the stick that he's gotten, I think is complete, completely unfounded. Because as I mentioned on Friday, I really believe he's the glue in this team that that's combining what we have at, at half back with with some of the talent we have on our wings and at full back now. I heard, um, I think it was Matt Williams made the point that in both games we've gone around teams. We're not really getting through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, against the bigger teams, that is going to be a bit of an issue for us. We're not going to get around them. I, I think it's very hard to judge. Um, my initial feeling about games is that we're absolutely flying it, and then you go back and you look at the games, and you do have to tailor into it the, you know, the, the opposition. Yeah. Um, you know, Canada, we looked very good against a disappointing-ish Canada team. I think they got played an awful lot better in the second game. Um, and then you know when R- Romania have to play two test matches against France and then Ireland in five days, you know, and they're going to be struggling with that. And and so they, they you know had half a second team, their their squad team coming in for the, for the second uh, game against Ireland. So from that point of view, um, you know, Ireland didn't weren't massively up against it. But I think when the when the better teams come along, they will obviously hit an awful lot harder. They'll be smarter. They'll commit less to rooks and. You know they they won't get as narrow as some of the teams have gotten as, as Canada and Romania have gotten thus far. So Ireland will have to even work harder for their for their tries and for their scores. And so that's why this offloading game I think does become very important. We have a dilemma, a very good dilemma on the wings now. So mm. Tommy Bow said the last week or two I've trained well. I'm fighting for the number fourteen jersey. It was in quite a few of the papers yesterday that essentially you know when Dave Carney was off fighting to recover from fitness and, and hungry as hell. Tommy Bow was off on his honeymoon and maybe didn't come into camp in the best of shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Keith Earls on the other wing, you know, pumping those legs from that standing start and, and, and he looks great. So so give us your assessment of those guys and, and just how this is all going to play out. You know, it's a really hard one to call because, you know, Luke, Luke Fitzgerald moving into 12 in Robbie uh, Henshaw's absence, I thought went really well. Um, but, you know, he got rested for this weekend. So you'd imagine he'll absolutely play uh, against Italy, he'll be given another opportunity, um, and, and I believe Robbie Henshaw is going to play against Italy. So I think Luke is definitely going to start. Earlsy probably gets rested in that game um, because he's played the first two. Um, and Dave Carney, even though Tommy Tommy Bow played very well and scored a couple of tries and finished very nicely, I think Dave Carney comes back in as well. So I actually see it as a as a Leinster back three, but that's not necessarily saying that that's going to be the case come the French game. I think Earlsy has been one of our standout performers. Definitely, he's back up to. Uh, some of his, of his best form. The thing about Earlsy was players have said it for years that Earlsy was always this magnificent trainer yeah. that never quite translated us into the uh, onto, onto the international stage on on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And now I think that talent is really coming through. He has this for not a big guy. He's got he's very powerful. This wicked acceleration and you know big big steps, big kind of. Um, lengthy, you know, two and three meter steps, where mm. he, he's almost like he's almost gazelle-like, where he can just explode away from the tackle, and it's a lovely thing to have in the twenty-two, twenty, twenty-three, even if he's coming off the bench, because he's proper X factor and he can score 
from 70 and 80 metres out, whereas not every player you know, in that starting 15 is going to be capable of doing that. So I would definitely have Earlsby in the 23, irrespective. I just think he won't play this weekend. OK. And then uh, final word on Simon Zebo. Again, you know, I thought he was um, he was he was very solid. You know, he um, he dropped one one early ball, but he recovered well from I thought his pass um, for Earlsy's try was absolutely magnificent. Proper Zeeb, like he's he's a skillful, skillful player. Yeah, and uh, if you give him time and space, he will properly exploit it. I think you know there's always frustrations uh, lie around. You know, when he goes into contact, uh, and it's not always on his terms, and the small little, you know, one and two percenters of fighting on the ground and making sure you get the best possible ball placement. They're the sort of things that irk Joe Schmidt. And I just don't know if he does that as well as some of the other players, as well as Dave Carney, as well as Lucas Sherrill, as well as Earl. I've just been keeping a keen eye on that side of things. Nice. And, and in the end, all those things up. And when there's nothing between selections, you know, it, it can it can be those small matters that can be the difference between making the twenty three or making the fifteen and and or and, and being um, left out of it. So, um, you know, he might get he might get another run of fifteen this weekend, depending on Rob Carney's injury. Um, but um, I don't know at the moment. I think um, you know, the the back three spaces are between Earls, uh, the two Carneys, and Luke Fitzgerald. Right. Okay. Um, very last question because you've been in this position I'm sure several times and it's not easy but Chris Robshaw and his kickers or whoever made that decision on the field to, to go for the try like he said afterwards you know we wanted to go for the win he just kept saying yeah we wanted to go for the win it seemed like a very emotional overly simplistic kind of analysis yeah, I, I get, don't know do you know what for me because we've obviously a lot of people have discussed it and for me it depends on a couple of scenarios so you're in the corner, and I know George Ford has come in, and he's he's um, he's now ten. Yeah. But your goal kicker, for me, needs to come over, and I need to see a level of enthusiasm where he's taking the ball off you, and he's almost taking the decision out of your hand. Did you notice Rob Shaw very implicitly said, or you know, pinned the blame on them in a way? He did say, "Look, I had a conversation with the kickers." That would imply to me the kickers weren't saying to him, "Give me the ball." Yeah, that would imply that to me as well, and he's perhaps protecting them a small bit. He's he seems to be taking the serious hit for the team. Um, granted, he is captain, but you know, even in the post match interview, you know, I wouldn't say Stuart Lancaster jumped jumped in to to defend them. No. Um, but firstly, I would want my ten coming over because for me, if I, if I'm uncertain about it, my ten comes over and he goes, "Give me the ball." What if you're uncertain on your number? It's a big shout. If your number ten, if your number ten comes up, comes up and says, mm, "I mean, yeah, I'll, 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 go. I'll, I'll have oh, a he go." Doesn't fa- he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't fancy that. So can you then go, go to him? Well, I want you to take then it anyway. I'll go with my decision. Okay, right? right. I'll go with my decision, whichever that might be. I'll go. Do you know what? Have a shot, and then we'll, you know, if you miss, we'll get a twenty-two back. And you know we might get another opportunity. Yeah. Um. But you know if he comes if he comes over and he says, um, you know, mm, yeah, I'll I'll decide if I'm thinking fifty fifty go to the corner. Well, then I'll go with my own choice. And mm. um, in, some of the some of the guys in 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 the van, um, you know, doing the doing the game, giving the world feed, tried to listen into it, and they felt as though that was actually being run by George Ford as well. That he came in and said, "Come on, let's try and get the win." Right. A great driving mall. You know, let's do it. But if you're going to throw, if you're going to uh, drive a, a team over from five out, don't throw it to two. Like that's that's yeah. that for me was the kind of it was a it was a strong decision followed up by a really weak decision. Yeah. Like 
you gotta you gotta have the balls to throw it to four because straight away you throw it to two. There's only one direction for the team to for the opposition to drive. You drive you to the touchline. You drive it to four. You, you splinter either side of of the defensive line, and straight away you know you're in a much more um, a much stronger driving position. So uh, for me, that was the real letdown. Not that they actually went for it, but they threw it to two. It sets up a brilliant weekend next week. We'll talk to you next Monday, I guess. Yeah, looking forward to it. It should be absolutely brilliant. It's unthinkable to think of, um, you know, uh, England, Uruguay, it's a dead rubber. You know, the yeah. host nation being gone for four weeks to the final. Yeah. So yeah. in many ways, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope everyone gets a win in that group and, you know, what happens, happens at the end of that. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Cheers, thanks a lot. Off the ball. Getting inside the game. Sponsored by Ireland's favourite car brand, Ford. Go further.